3: And welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The title of our podcast today is Death on Big Moose Lake. We're going to talk about a mystery, Brandy. I love mysteries. I know you like, I know you do. You're a big fan of mysteries. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to talk about that. You know, now, now, notice the title I gave this episode, Brandy. Death on Big Moose Lake. And I bring that up, as you know. I come up with some very catchy titles to our episode. Yes, you do. But, you know, our editor, uh, audio editor, Mr. Walters, he sometimes strays from the... Uh, the title of the episode. I well, think I had a really cool episode. Remember the episode we did on the woman? It was fucking dead people. Necrophilia yes. episode. Yeah. And I had a very clever. I can't remember what the title was, but it That's was very so clever. clever. And,
0: okay. And then
3: when it comes out, it's something like riding a big stiffy or something. I don't know what the
4: hell. <laughs> it was the long hearse ride, Timmy. <laughs> yeah, the long the ride long- home. She right. it was like the super tramp. She took the long way home.
0: Oh my gosh!
4: Mm-mm-mm-mm. She took the long way home. Now, see, Timmy, I might have the wrong script here because I'm I'm looking at a script about some poor girl named Grace Brown. Well, that, no, that that was a
3: working title that you're looking at. So it's death. Oh, okay.
4: Death on Big Moose Lake. If you can kind death of death rem- on Big Moose Lake. Yes, oh, I'll write that down.
0: Hey, 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 I got an assistant with me, Lily. Write that Lily. down, please. And let me ask you something, yeah. Chuck. Does your yeah. does your script look like you could read it from space? Because it does.
4: It's 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 exp- it's, it's got big font on there. It. Well, it's huge I'm, font. I've been
3: experimenting with font. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, Timmy is
4: Timmy's playing with his prose
0: and his font.
3: Wow! I'm font. I'm font friendly. Uh, Brandy.
0: I see. You're not a party. I like of the... to
3: experiment. I like to, That's why it's the script is 98 pages. Perhaps I thought it was a little
0: long. Perhaps, but... perhaps not so long. Perhaps it's just that you can only fit <laughs> one word on a page. <laughs> that could be. This is going to be the shortest 12
4: page script we ever did. Well, I'm a I'm a little. I mean, you know, I'm getting older,
3: Colonel, and you know the eyes are not working so good. The dick is working. But well, the eyes are not yes. working so good.
4: Well, it doesn't matter. Well, you know, that's a problem when, when the dick works in the eye door. Although <laughs> it does expand your pool, Timmy. When your eyes don't work good, it does expand the pool. Perfect. Yeah. Because, you know, come, come 2 o'clock in the morning, nobody really cares, you know, what they look like anyway. And as long as that still works, you know, it, it just, you know what I'm saying, right, devil? Right. You get what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, Brandy's
3: no. been at the bar at 2 in the morning, I'm sure. And, and uh, you know, it's, uh, you
0: got you get past last call. And,
3: yeah,
5: you need, a, what,
0: you oh, need a place really to sleep to for the night, right, Brandy? No, I've never needed a place to sleep for the night. But thank you. Well,
4: <laughs> well, as long as the nose still works, that's all you got to worry about. Because when you go into the club, Timmy, uh, what's the first thing you're looking for? Take a big whiff around. You know a devil. Come on,
5: <laughs>
4: the decaying vagina. Oh my God! You want to make sure you ain't in the club with somebody that got the, the, the decaying vagina. Yeah. That's all I'm Don't matter if you're blind. You know, Ray Charles <laughs> he never hit a decaying vagina. Oh my God! Could was, you imagine all the all the you know one-eyed women that Ray Charles
0: was with? He was with Sandy Duncan. Yeah. Oh, twice. He, he Twice. banged Isn't Sandy
4: Duncan?
0: at the time. He banged Sandy Duncan? I don't know. He did. She had one he eye. Did. He's making that up. You heard it here. Yeah. You heard it here. Yeah. This is the I, only I place you'll ever hear it. <laughs> I think he made it up. Well, it went out
4: for Chinese. No, I didn't. She actually, the story about the one eye, they went out for Chinese food. She said, could you hand me a chopstick? Next thing you know, Sandy Duncan got one eye.
0: I don't know. Well, uh, God. Yeah. It's an American tragedy, kid.
3: She, uh, she is. uh, She always reminded me of. uh, She was Peter Pan, wasn't she, Sandy Duncan? She was, but she
4: didn't have a Peter, Timmy. She
3: reminded me of. No, she 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 reminded me of Jane Hathaway.
0: Wasn't Julie Andrews Peter Pan? No,
4: she was sound of music.
0: Well, I know. I mean, you do recognize that people can do more than one thing, right?
3: I mean no, I, I think know, I think yeah, uh Sandy is. Duncan was Peter Pan.
0: Was she? Okay. Lily,
4: look look that up. Look that up, Lily. I got an assistant. Oh, right. I, I didn't know. I, well uh, who is your it's assistant? It's Julie Andrews for... and Peter Pan.
0: Lillian it, it's,
4: cannot uh, use the it's phone. Sandy Duncan and Peter Pan and Julie Andrews in the Nazi movie.
0: Lillian cannot Lillian, drive Lillian. the car.
4: <laughs> uh
3: Eddie Murphy routine that was so great. Okay. Can but speaking of the king, Eugene. Now, come on. We're just get, we're getting started. People get people get anxious when we jump into the story too quickly. They do. They, I don't think they people are. People are just
4: getting settled in with their drinks. They figure I got a few minutes to relax. Oh my and
0: god! Listen.
4: Yeah,
3: listen to you know they the run. Alcohols? They said, let me run to the restroom where My Brandy time is on, and then. I'll get back to listen to it. Ah. When it gets okay,
4: good. but if you're so anxious for this, let's jump right in. You don't need an introduction. Just well, here's brandy time. Can let we me, can Let me Let me just jump into it.
3: <laughs> let me say going back to the decaying vagina and the Oh good. Going to revisit this. <laughs> one time I was in a strip club in Newport. Oh, and, and the girls where all good for, stories start. <laughs> They would do, you know, the their lap dance, right? And and I happen that you, you kind of want one. that's a little crazy because they might take it further than, you know, uh, one who has their wits about them. So
4: it's hard to find one in that it's got their wits about them. But yeah, go ahead. Right.
3: So I was at I was at the Brass Ass. I know Colonel, you're familiar Classy. with the Brass Ass. Classy. I am. Yeah. And, uh, we were, I was there, somebody's from graduate school and, uh, you know, we were talking about which the girls would be the best for the, for lap dancing and whatnot. And I, 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 I go for the crazy ones, uh, Brandy, I'm, I'm not sure if you knew that about me. Or I, I
0: used to. That surprises right? me, Timmy. That surprises me. I, I'm i glad I was sitting down when you broke that news, but go ahead. And so there was this
3: young lady named Dolores, a very nice young lady. Dolores. And, and she was, you know, she was, While she was, you know, they come by and sit to get you to the buy them a drink. And, you know, and she's like applauding the other dancers and whistling and all that. It's basically acting like a, uh, you know, very loud. So I thought, you know, this one would be when it when it comes time to uh, get the lap dance. This is a private dance. This is this is the one. You know, because she's had a lot of energy. She's very outgoing. Well, she did something that the other girls, because you could you can kind of watch when they're doing their private dances. You're not supposed to, but you know. You can kind of watch, and you want to see kind of the, kind of what they do, because you know when your turn is up, you want to see kind of what they expect. And she was she had a move that the other girls didn't. She would, she would you know sit on the guy's lap, facing them, and grind and all that. But then she would uh, stand up, and the guy's back would be against the wall, and then she would have her. Uh, private parts uh, next to the guy's face now I when you're sitting behind watching you couldn't see if she was actually touching the guy's face but it was in that vicinity right so we're you know we're drinking everyone's you know kind of picking their girl to get the private dance with so I went with Dolores, Dolores. and she she did she did that move on me i'm sitting there she's you know lap dancing right in my lap and all that and then she gets up to stand well but this time she's like really drunk and she had a hard time like balancing herself so she actually fell forward oh my god and yeah it was all up my face and at that moment colonel i realized she had a decaying vagina
4: Yep. Oh my so, God. Yep. it's, and she was in the beginning stages because normally you can recognize it as soon as you walk into the club. Well, so she was just in the beginning phases oh of it. But God. you know, it's irreversible. Oh my God. There's nothing you can do once it starts. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that, it will stop you from growing a penis when you're forty. Oh my God. <laughs> but well, it would cure you of
3: going to strip clubs. <laughs> well, oh I don't think gosh. I've been in one since.
0: Oh my God! This is a cautionary it's tale, Gangrenous guha, really? It's gangrenous, <laughs> not gangrenous. Gangrenous. Oh my God! Oh, gangrenous. You were not as close as I were. I was, Brandy. So don't. No, you're you're right. <laughs> I was not. I didn't. So this well, is a Jimmy, it's a let, a, let, it's a let me it's a cautionary tale, Colonel. Me, well, I, and everybody is cautioned. About oh my, my God! One
4: encounter. With a stripper, Timmy. Okay. The woman that came to my bachelor party, Timmy, Mm-hmm. you could roll up a dollar bill, put it on your forehead. She could squat over you and pick it up. Oh, she was talented. Seems like a normal stripper trip, trick, Timmy. But if you want it, if you put a five on there, she could spit out change from that thing, Timmy. <laughs> She could give you three dollars back. Oh my god! It was amazing. Goddamnest thing I ever seen. Tim. You know? No, she really could. You roll up a dollar bill, put it on your forehead, and I thought that is not something I want on my forehead. Here, I'll just hand you the goddamn dollar. I hand you a five dollar bill, but keep that thing off my forehead. I don't want a big boil out to of tomorrow. So,
3: me and my buddies when we were when we were in college, we didn't have a lot of money, but we went up to uh, Windsor, Canada. They got some really nice strip clubs in Windsor. And we were paying the girls in loonies, which, by the way, they don't like because the dollar is more – well, at that point, the dollar had was more valuable. But you would give them a loony, and they'd look at you like you just spit on them or something because it was, like, worth about 65 cents to a dollar at that time.
4: You know, and you can never tell. When you're new to Canada, you never know when you're getting your change back if the fucking you're not. Because the loonies, they don't say, you know, this is too loonies. Well, something like, it, it, it's confusing to me. It's confusing. Speaking of Canada. I don't like it.
3: Speaking of Canada, we had, mm-hmm. uh, we had a lovely discussion with one of our longtime listeners. We
5: uh, We did. Uh, we two did week,
3: two weeks ago. Uh, a lady who is just a very very sweet lady. She's been on our Facebook in our Facebook group for years, and uh, we missed her because she hasn't. Uh, she's had some health problems. And she hasn't been able to be as active on the page as she used to be. Uh, but she still listens to the podcast, and um, she still loves everyone in the Facebook group and we wanted to just mention that we had this lovely conversation with the one and only Shirley Strap.
4: she and did and you know Timmy I made her a promise that I intend to keep
3: Timmy. yeah and Brandy
0: um, did you enjoy your conversation our conversation with Shirley of course I did jackass why would I not enjoy it but I also know what's coming and it does not make me happy well, we made her a promise. First of
3: all, that we would mention that we talked to her, and that we would and, give uh, we would and pass
4: along all her good wishes to everybody. She to, misses everybody.
3: Yes, uh, and uh, we promised that the colonel would sing a very special song
4: for Missus
3: uh, Miss Strapp, and uh, he's going to do that now. So.
4: She she wanted to hear a Bruce song, Timmy, so that tells you what kind of woman this Shirley is. So I picked out this one for Shirley. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone? I got a bad desire. Oh, I'm on fire. Tell me now, baby, is it good to you? Can it do to you the things that I do? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I can take you higher. Oh, I'm on fire. Sometimes it's like someone took a knife, baby, edgy and dull, and cut a six-inch valet through the middle of my skull.
5: (laughs) <laughs>
4: and night I wake up with the sheets soaking wet And a freight train running through the middle of my head Only you can cool oh my desire, surely
0: Oh my God oh, It's like listening to William Shatner oh, When he was doing
4: records <laughs> William
5: Shatner Oh,
4: <laughs> I'm on fire
3: Well, Colonel, that was a lovely There you go, Shirley A lovely rendition to I'm on fire by the Great, great that spring. was for surely,
4: but I believe if you listen, Timmy, what are you hearing, Timmy? What are you
3: hearing? Well, I mean, I—it's almost perfection, Colonel. I—I I don't know what to say. Uh, Brandy, what's
0: your your thoughts on that? Fine. Uh, I was busy trying not to throw up in my mouth.
4: I, uh, you know, I and I apologize to you ladies at work who you know had your panties fall down. Uh, I'm sure That's they're awesome. going to. I'm sure there's you know, women
3: all over the country now are changing they are panties,
0: Colonel nobody's doing that and, nobody uh, that's that's for you, Shirley
3: well, that's very nice colonel uh, no. I, I you know it's very soulful, don't you think brandy
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well we miss you, Shirley, and uh, glad you're still listening and um we'll we'll stay in touch because uh we all three of us just um Really loved uh, uh, the conversation, and she probably thought, "Jesus, are these people ever going to hang up?" Because I think we were on the phone for like an hour. But, but you know, sometimes it's hard to get Brandy to shut up when
0: she gets going,
3: uh, Colonel. It,
0: it is, yes, it is. As you can imagine, on that phone call, like on this podcast, I barely said anything. So, because hmm. there were other people monopolizing the conversation the whole time. Well,
4: okay, can we jump into brandy time? Because I know it's going to bore me in. Uh...
0: Yes, let's
3: do that. But before we do, let me remind everyone who's, you know, sometimes I get, like, messages from people who want uh, information on the stories that we do and wanting to know where we've got this information and where we
5: –
3: we're. I mean, although we love – all of our listeners and we appreciate that some of you listen because you love true crime this is a comedy podcast and so um we take certain uh liberties colonel shall i say uh liberties is
4: a good word timmy uh it's
3: a word yeah Yeah, sometimes to make the story more entertaining uh so This is
4: not something you want to use for your college research. No, 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 no. But, uh, of course, if you
3: have questions, I'll be happy to uh, indulge.
4: Make up the answers. (laughs) Text (laughs) me. I'll tell you whatever you you want to know about. There are some
3: really wonderful true crime podcasts out there uh, that, you know, that they do a lot of research. And And by research, I mean, like, Like with Already Gone, Nina, she does, you know, she files Freedom of Information Acts and she goes through police files. Now that's just crazy. Yeah. For us, we don't do that. It's just basically internet research. So if we found it, you can find it. You can
4: find it. Right. But
3: we are a comedy podcast and sometimes we use adult language. So if uh, adult language offends you, then what we would suggest you do is um, check out one of the other fine
4: independently produced true crime podcasts out there, such as. Well, the other suggestion we make is that you reprioritize your life. To me, it's a hellish world out there. We're living in the middle of an apocalypse, and you're concerned about foul language on a, on a podcast. <laughs> maybe you need to rethink your priorities. <laughs> maybe a- maybe your life goals ain't right. Get some perspectives, is what you're saying.
3: Get yourself right
4: with Jesus, is what you need to do.
3: So, why, Brandy? You know, Brandy, I I usually turn to the Colonel when I have questions of faith, but I'm going to ask you, Brandy, because you're kind of soulless, and maybe you can maybe you can answer. Yeah. Okay. Why do the people enough. say they want You know, that they're God fearing. Isn't that kind of shouldn't God be about love? Should we be afraid of God? That's old
0: testament people. Those are okay. old testament well, people. Now, In the Old Testament, God was a vengeful God. And you're you're okay with that wasn't. then. You're okay with a vengeful God. I don't care. I feel you know, I feel like we all have You, uh, uh, you, <laughs> you know, know what you have no better hope. You know what you better hope, devil. Huh?
4: When you when you say your prayers, if you ever do, and, and, and it's probably a good idea for you to maybe pray once in a while, just open up a dialogue of, of some sort, but and and just hope, hope, devil, that there is not a fair and just God. <laughs> you want a God yeah. who's putting
3: his th- uh, thumbs on the scale, Brandy. <laughs> exactly.
4: <laughs> yeah you you want what you want is you know those people. Who are you know sneaking in on the fake IDs, getting their shots when they're not supposed to? Uh-huh. When if if you per chance, happen to stumble upon the pearly gates, uh-huh. don't give them your real name. Act like when you was in college or high school and going into the bars. I hope you got that fake ID still, Here's Jane, thing, Doe. And just tell them, yeah, Here's, yeah. Just I, I'm, I I'm, wait a minute. No. Elaine, Cruz, whatever. No. Whatever you use. Just
0: give them that name, double. No, I have secured my place uh, behind the pearly gates from dealing with the two of you for the past, what, six years now? So are you, are you saying
3: we are we're, we're a test? We're, you're kind of like Job. I'm like Job. I am. <laughs> she is like Job. I'm like Job. Minus the boils. I'm like Job Bluth. That's what I'm like. like. If Job Like if Job had a podcast. <laughs> you're
4: you're a monster devil, you're a monster, yeah, well that's
3: all right let I'll me introduce down on the two let me, let me introduce the lady who is uh now you know there's been some uh there have been some problems with the royal family, and you know we've got the whole Meghan Merkel thing going on, and uh so i'm I'm hesitant to you know to I know you can't discuss a lot of this, Brandy, uh-huh. but you've been known. Uh, you've been called uh, uh, Brandy the Benevolent,
5: uh-huh.
3: and I don't know who calls you that. Uh, you. Well, I don't know why, but anyway. Like yeah. Let me introduce Her Majesty Queen Brandy the I. How are you, Brandy, if at all?
0: I'm all right, Timmy. I'm all right. It's, you know, it's everybody's kind of getting through the pandemic best they can and so we're all just hanging in there. Gen Gen Xers were built for this shit, so I'm good. So did
3: you have you received your vaccination yet?
0: I have not because I just became eligible on Friday. So while the two of you have been eligible for quite a while. They have like
3: a you know, a clause. Are you in that group for evil people? I thought that that was the next group.
4: I was in the first group. I was in the very first group. Well you're when you looked it was like people eighty five and whatever, and then at the very in the fine print they had
0: the colonel. No. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. For no. So
3: anyway, yeah. well, I got I got my shot yesterday, not not to monopolize Brandy time, but, but no. well, are we done with Brandy time? Well, basically we're wrapping up, but I okay, got my you. shot yesterday, so I would like to thank the good people over there at the Centos Center. What did you get? For, uh, the Pfizer shot. Oh, so, I got mine on Friday, Timmy. I got mine on Friday.
4: Did you was Did you get your shot? Was it Pfizer? It was the Pfizer one, Timmy. Yeah. Yeah. No.
3: I thought maybe they had a special vaccine developed just for the colonel. But.
4: No. Well, they they gave me a. Um, it's AstraZeneca. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what the what the sweet lady doing the, doing the shots offered me. Um, besides the shot, a lollipop. I just took the shot. And a went sticker. On. So. Um, it, it was a little bit more than a sticker. I mean, it was could, absolutely you know, not. Was it a band aid? Sticker is a euphemism
0: for you know. It's not a euphemism. I was saying for they anything. did a good.
3: Did you get it at the uh, Centos Center? You got it at the free
4: no, I clinic. Got my, I got mine at the uh, at free the clinic place right up by my house. So it was. Uh, it was. I would encourage everybody who
0: is eligible to go and. Oh
4: well, well, we'll get into that. So it wasn't well, the, the free Centos. clinic. Wait
0: a minute. Was it wasn't the free <laughs> clinic? That's the methadone <laughs> clinic. That's where you got your shot. Settle down. I don't know what they gave me. I used to I used, I to, I used to pick up women
3: at
4: the free, free
3: clinic, Colonel.
4: <laughs>
0: yes, you wow. know
4: a good place uh, is, uh, is you go to the uh, twelve step meetings for the sex anonymous people, uh-huh. the sex addicts. That is a good place to meet people. Oh me. yeah, yeah. I never thought about uh-huh. that,
3: but you know the uh, I don't know what I was going to say. But oh, anyway, in of the Synthas Center, they were very nice, and uh, they had the National Guard. You know they were organizing it, and I must say, I, you know the country is being defended by like
0: twelve-year-olds. I mean, they all look so young. It is. Yeah. They do look young when you see them. That's because you're very yeah, old. It's, it's scary. Yeah.
4: Well, that's that. That could be too, Timmy. Well, we're done with devil time.
0: Yeah, we are. That was oh, way more go.
3: brandy time than anyone. But uh, in you anyway. Know, the, 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 when we get painful. when we get reviews, the one thing that, that we always get, uh, you know, the one one thing people always complain about is too much brandy time. So, well, right.
0: I'm going to
1: Gatlinburg
3: Just on with this week. What are you so, doing in Gatlinburg?
0: Well, me? Isn't it like brother, where all the hillbillies go for vacation? Sharing the bears? She Probably can go down scare bears. I hope to, to but
5: no, are you there all a, week?
0: No, 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 no. We're going down Tuesday. We're going down Tuesday. We'll be back Thursday night, something like that, or Friday morning, whatever it is. But me and Noah and Uncle Jason are going to go down, and we're going nice. to go to the Titanic Museum, and we're going go to go to the Alcatraz Museum. Yeah, Why was,
3: why is there an Alcatraz Museum and a Titanic Museum in the middle of Tennessee? I don't seem... Yeah.
4: I don't not know. Even a, not even a creek running
0: through a couple of little creeks running through the mountains, but yeah. So we're going to go do that, and we're. Are you going to Dollywood? I don't think we're going to go to Dollywood. It might be a little cold. I'm not even sure Dollywood's open now, but. But uh, but no, we're going to well, go I'm, down. Uh, Noah, I'm on sure Noah is going to that. Huh?
3: I said I'm sure Noah is going to love it. Are you taking your good friend Stephanie with you?
0: No, no, her kids aren't. She's got her kids. They're not on spring break till next week. So, no, and I may go up well, and I don't see be- them. I don't.
4: I do not believe you could bore me anymore. Do you have any more life stories? That you really, could tell, tell me a Dev- story about
0: a dog that barks I, at
4: a fence. I thought it was over. I mean, I thought devil time was over. <laughs> to me, I mean, what are we doing here? She can sometimes monopolizes the podcast.
3: That's yeah. the other
0: comment I mean, that we. Oh my god we get that a lot. Yeah. I'm sure you do. All right, well Brandy, have a good time in uh, the lovely state of Tennessee. Well, thank you, Timmy. Fuck off, Chuck. Don't taunt the bears. Don't taunt the bears though. I will taunt the bears if I want. Can't tell Let you. Let me what
3: introduce to do. the man who is a uh, best-selling author.
0: He is not a uh, he's working I on know. I understand
3: you're working on the audio Burke version of how to make love i to. am uh,
4: working on on the audio version right now yeah no he's not and
3: ready. after that brandy uh they're going to have it in braille for all of our sightless <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. sightless uh readers I so, so i know people are looking forward to that now are you actually recording how to make love to a woman i know you at <sighs> one point you were going to you're thinking about you know, having some distance from that, thinking about bringing in well, uh, Nina to do bit, that.
4: Well, it's going to either be Nina or Morgan Freeman, Timmy.
0: Yeah, well, those are pretty I, similar. We're in negotiations. Yeah, I, I'm sure Nina would not be upset if you went with Morgan Freeman. Well, you know, I feel it's, like it, this it's is a enough. Colonel, time.
4: Nina's people are lobbying pretty hard um, i don't think but they go are. ahead timmy you know, i i i didn't get a proper introduction so i'll let you go ahead they're well, lobbying to keep Brand,
0: her brandy name was, out of your mouth
4: brandy kept talking over me colonel i'm sorry about that but a
3: man who is oh known uh, brandy in these troubled times uh many people look for answers and uh when they don't get it they turn to the they turn to a man who's been called an oasis in the desert of despair by no one, a man who is uh, uh, he's a he's a ladies man. He's nope. a, the ladies loving. Nope. He has been. Um, he's a man of God. Nope. Uh, he's been called oh my God's God. own. God's own a, podcaster not by anybody.
0: Not by anybody ever. Ever in the whole history of the world has he ever been called that. So the just most get dangerous. To it already. <laughs> The most dangerous man in podcasting
3: today, no. the Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Walters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel?
4: I'm not good, Timmy. Oh, God, dear my... I'm not good.
3: What's the wrong, no. Colonel? i yourself. What,
4: Timmy, here's the thing. Oh. Okay, and, and we had this Operation Warp Speed, you know, to get the vaccination going and... Uh, It seems that now people are getting vaccinated, the rates are going down, and it seems that sometimes this year, maybe life will return to normal, Timmy.
3: Well, we're hoping, yeah.
4: Here's the thing. I've kind of grown to like the social distancing thing, Timmy. I love the social distancing. I like social distancing. (laughs) I don't want people within six feet of me. I kind of... Before, I've always lived a life much like Elvis. You know, I bowl at 3 in the morning when the place is closed. I go to the movie theaters. You know, mm-hmm. I I, I like people staying 6 feet from me, Timmy. I like it. I think it's a rule we should keep.
3: Well, now you know. And now they changed people... it to 3 feet.
4: I know. And now, you know what? That's within touching distance, Timmy. 3 feet is within touching distance. And sure, if you're Brandy, I mean it doesn't really make much difference because people usually give her a fifteen feet radius anyway. Right. But me, you know, it's the groping, the grabbing at the clothes, the Everyone you know, just, everyone wants to touch the kernel, Brandy. They want a piece of the colonel, Timmy. Nobody. They want a piece of the colonel. And this last year, you know, it's been a horrific that. year. But I have not had I've not been, you know I mean there's some fans who just can't, you know. They can't they, they can't respect
5: your
3: so you're not you're saying, you're saying they can't respect your my personal space. I see.
4: Right, Timmy. I was built for social distancing, Timmy. Oh my God. I was built for it. This was my life. Well, and, uh, I hope Colonel that you're
3: able to adjust and that people will respect um you know, respect
4: boundaries, res- Respect my privacy hmm. and my boundaries, yeah. But I don't see that happening, but uh it's it's you know i'm just saying i'm glad people are not going to get sick and not going to die but you know how's this impact me is really what i'm thinking about to me well Cur- uh, uh, brandy has been you know
3: it's been said that the colonel could have uh could been had uh publicly diagnosed with the covid he could be coughing he could have open sores And women would still still try
0: to grabbing brandy. Your your thoughts on that? No, I don't I don't agree with that at all.
4: If if I had the leprosy to me, people would be grabbing my limbs and trying to get away with one. Well, if you had leprosy, they'd just kinda like unfortunate. It's kinda like
3: when John Dillinger died. They they snipped off his hair, you know. That's
4: Right. Yeah. Chuck
3: doesn't have any hair to snip off. (laughs) Well I I was
0: I was using that as an analogy. Uh, I don't give a Randy. shit what you were doing. I'm just saying. Can we talk about Grace May here for a little bit? This poor girl has been sitting up on my screen just languishing here. Yes. Well, Let's you talk what? about the... Here's a clue. Here's a clue, devil. She's still dead. <laughs> uh, I know, but I want to talk about her. I'd dead. rather talk about her than your weird leprosy disease.
3: How is our? Uh, how's Lynn doing, or whatever her name is, your assistant,
0: Colonel?
3: Lily? Lily? Lily. Yeah. Lily
4: doing wonderful. She over here googling things for me, just make sure that you know I got all the factoids I need.
3: So, so uh does she realize that um she's not being paid and that uh she probably is not gonna get any college credit for any of this?
4: Well she, she's a cat. Oh so she, well, she doesn't really care, but she can work the internet.
3: Yeah, well, that's all that so. matters.
4: Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, the uh, days that, the, you know, when the devil's going to be in Gallenberg, if she can't record, Lily step in. And nobody noticed
3: it. Well, I'll be back. I mean, I think, I think our downloads would probably soar. Probably. Probably. Gosh. When a young factory girl dies mysteriously, Brandy, yeah. suspicion falls on her well connected boyfriend. That's my introduction, Brandy. Your thoughts on that, if any? Uh, That's usually how it works. Well, let me tell you about the death on Big Moose Lake. Shall I, I, Brandy? I wish you would. All right. Grace Mae Brown was born on March 20th. Oh, it's almost her. She just had a birthday. Well, she's dead. Yesterday
4: would have been her birthday. Yeah, yesterday. You, you know what I did, Timmy? What? I, uh, yesterday was Sarah's birthday, and I texted her today, happy birthday. I
3: saw that. Your daughter, Sarah. Colonel, how can you forget your daughter's birthday when it's on
4: Facebook? It's on the Facebook. I didn't get on Facebook yesterday, Timmy.
3: Uh-huh.
1: We
4: depend so much on Facebook, I just didn't get on it. So I didn't no. see. Well, I'm I mean, su- I got four I'm kids, sure, for she, Christ she, Christ I'm sure she How am she I supposed to remember
3: all this stuff? <laughs> I'm sure she didn't notice at all. Well, happy birthday, happy birthday, Sarah. I'm sorry your dad is yeah. can't remember your birthday, but I know he's. Well, I know I you're. In, years, I know you're we?
0: important to him.
4: <laughs> yeah. What devil? What's Jake's birthday off the top of your head? Come on.
0: Five
4: fifteen ninety nine two. See, see, took her ten seconds. Yeah, but that's different what?
3: for women because they they always remember when things come out of their vagina.
4: Devil,
0: oh my God. but go ahead. <laughs> well, That's a good one, Colonel. when things
4: go in for a good grade,
0: so. <laughs>
3: all right. I, I, we will we will know. We'll change the topic, Brandy, if you'd like. Anyway, Grace May Brown was born on March twentieth, eighteen eighty-six, in Upstate New York. She grew up in a small town called something South Oceltic. Alceltic. How would you say that, Brandy? Osselik, Timmy. Osselik, South Osselik. Right. not Ocelic, to be confused of North Osselik, which is directly right.
4: north of North. It. That was a shady. That was a shady part of town.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. in upstate New York. She was the middle child and daughter of a successful dairy farmer and his wife. She so. was from Chenango County, Timmy. Chenango County, uh, Mary I've Ray. Mary Ray, one of our listeners, I think she lives in upstate New York, so she will probably get the reference there.
4: You've been to Chenango County? Oh, I've been there, Timmy. I've all been I there. See. Did you meet any dairy farmers while you were up there? Jesus. Um, There was some milking done. That's all I'm going to say, Timmy. There was some milking. <laughs> you know, there are, and believe me, Brandy, you can trust me
3: on this, there are uh, there's a category on Pornhub called milking. I'll just leave it up to your imagination what that <laughs> includes, but
4: Lily don't look that one up. <laughs> leave that one
0: alone. Don't look that one up, Lily. Come on. Oh my god. Grace was a
3: smart, outgoing child who loved to sing. I've got Ty, I've got written here Brandy. She loved to sign. But I'm I'm pretty sure that meant I meant she loves to sing.
1: Although, you know, one time
3: I went to a retirement party and it had the entertainment. And one, you know, it was like, you know, uh, amateur hour, right? At work, every, uh, they didn't bring in professional entertainers. It's just whoever had talent. And anyway, they had signing. Well, I thought it was singing. I thought it was a typo. But they was actually signing. (laughs) Which is kind of cool to watch, but they did that song from the Titanic signing.
0: Pretty cool. Uh Anyway,
3: she loved to sing, she loved to dance, and she loved to read. Not all at the same time, Brandy. Come on. Sorry. Grace attended grammar school in the village and became a star pupil. She was popular with her teachers and fellow students alike. Grace was reportedly given the name Billy. Uh, Billy is uh, her name was Grace May Brown, but everyone called her Billy. They sure. named her Bill. They called her Billy because of her love of the contemporary hit song at the time. <gasps> won't you come
4: home? Won't you come home, Bill Bailey?
3: A little bit. Of, can you give us a little bit of Bill Bailey, Colonel? Just for a younger audience. Won't
4: you come home, Bill Bailey? Won't you come home? There you go, Tim.
3: Thank you, Colonel. We tore that one up, We got some younger listeners that may not have been familiar with the song. There's nothing wrong. He's just, yeah. just well, educating.
0: With, with those two lines, they've just heard the whole thing.
4: Well, we
3: try to, we edu- we try to educate
4: our listeners, Brandon. <laughs> it's a teaser, Devil. I got them searching YouTube, looking for more.
3: So Grace
4: uh-huh. uh, often,
3: uh, so she was, they called her Billy. She often signed her love letters, The Kid.
0: Oh, my gosh. After,
3: after Western outlaw Billy the Kid. That's just a little much. <laughs> She's very clever, don't you think? Yeah. When she wasn't uh, studying or playing the piano, she would help out on the farm and she was involved in a lot of church activities. Uh, current, Colonel, of course, Brandy would know nothing of church activities, but you—you you get where I'm. No, going. Uh,
4: no, yeah, yeah.
3: On Saturdays, she would volunteer to help residents at the local home for the blind. It's again something Brandy could, you know, would not ever do.
0: Oh my gosh! Or,
5: but
4: anyway, well, she's. It, if you mean by helping the blind and providing relief for the blind, relieving them of their wallets and purses, yeah, the devil has done that before. She took him provided on, She provided relief for the blind.
3: She took a, She was their uh, tour guide. She would take them on tours. like yeah.
4: Leave them out in the cornfield.
3: <laughs> you know, talk in a Cockney accent and tell them that they're <laughs> just passing by Big Ben or whatever. Yeah, if if you look to your right (laughs) good lord oh Brandy I don't know why you are so mean anyway she dreamed of attending college and pursuing a career as a doctor a path that was open to few young women at the time your thoughts on that Brandy
0: oh my gosh she should have become a doctor she'd have been in better shape but go ahead she probably wouldn't end up dead. Go uh, ahead.
3: Steve, I, I was thought, you know I wasn't going to say anything Brandy because you know we we do not like to talk about people's image and their, we don't want to you know we don't want to damage anyone's self-esteem but Grace wasn't Spit I mean to it me she wasn't the
0: fuck out she wasn't the uh, the most oh. Spit it out
3: How do you say it, Colonel? How do you describe a woman?
4: She was a dumb girl, Timmy She was a dumb girl
0: <laughs> She was Well She was Well I, I didn't want to say that But What is it? Is there any place that states that she was dumb? No Did you read anything I mean, that said she was dumb? So she wasn't necessarily dumb She could have gone on to be Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman But You something don't know happened. that You don't know that Timmy, can you tell yep. us Hey, p- p- but Timmy, can you tell us yeah. what it was? Well, sure, Brandy. Thank you for asking.
3: Um, um, bec- her her father, her father was uh, fairly <laughs> successful. As I said, he was uh, he owned a dairy farm, so there was a lot of mm-hmm. dairy
0: there. Brandy, cheese, yes, and things like that. Uh, yeah. so it goes against your stance on cheese. Well, I am against. You know, I am
3: a member of the Anti Cheese Coalition, the ACC. But, you know, uh-huh. Brandy, I I like to, you know, I say that, but, you know, I don't want to be labeled, you know. Because, you know, I mean, you know, we, there are, you know, there are a wide variety of of people in the ACC that have different feelings on things. And we're not a monolith. Mm-hmm. So you're not a, don't, yeah, you're don't, not a don't, don't lock, don't, group, yeah. yeah, don't. Try to pigeonhole me in with the anti-Provolone people, Brandy,
0: like you often do. I do that. Yeah. I do do that. Sorry. That's my bad.
3: They're, I mean, you know, they're crazies. I don't associate with the anti-Provolone.
4: <laughs> well, you know, and, I, and you know me, Timmy, I'm a member of the Pro Cheese Coalition, but I do not like the goat cheese people. I find them pretentious. Well, that's I what I mean. Uh, it, you.
3: you know, reasonable people can disagree, but you, you, you know, you got your you got your goat cheese people on one hand, uh, you know, one right. end of the spectrum, and you got the anti-perm people on the other. I mean, how can we ever come together, Colonel? Really?
4: Right. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Hmm. I mean, you, you can't meet in the middle
0: with goat cheese people.
3: <laughs> well, that's exactly you know what that. I mean. It's their way or the highway, Brandy.
0: Yeah. Tried to try talking to any sense into the buffalo cheese people.
3: Oh, yeah, that's, you know, they, 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 Can't they're talk way them. out there. Yeah, they're way yeah. out there. Anyway, her dad was just a fairly successful uh, dairy farmer, and um, which, you know, there's a whole, I mean, I know a lot of people like dairy products, but some people are lactose intolerant, Colonel. Yeah. What about oh, yeah. them?
4: It's And it's ugly if you run into one of them.
3: <laughs> anyway, he loved to indulge his daughters. So the possibility of Grace attending the university was not so far-fetched, Brandy.
5: Mm-hmm. You,
3: you like to, you know, squash her dream. But his, her father was indulgent. He wasn't saying just because she's a woman she can't go to school. Mm-hmm. That's something... You might say, but it's not something the colonel and I would say. Right, Colonel?
4: I wouldn't say that at all, Timmy. I agree with you 100%. So he was,
3: he was indulging, and uh, he actually was going to uh, try to send Grace to the university. Uh, but that all changed when Grace turned 16. That's when you got to kind of wake up and smell the coffee, colonel.
4: Yeah, it's time to grow. In those days, she should have been married by then, really. Yeah, should have I mean, two or three kids yeah, by that 16 by that years old, yeah.
3: <clears throat> now, anyway, Grace's father, uh, when, uh, when Grace turned 16, her father suffered a debilitating injury down there on the farm. And uh, her family was soon forced to sell the farm. And the family suffered a lot of financial problems. So a college education uh, was then out of the questions. Your thoughts on that, Brandy, if any?
0: I have none. He got probably got kicked by a cow.
3: I don't know. I couldn't find. I couldn't see any reference of what happened. But I hope you're not making light of it because it was a life-altering event for. Have you ever the, been uh,
0: kicked by a cow? I no. You have I not, Noah. No. You absolutely have <laughs> never been kicked by a cow. So you allow... loud? that he hasn't.: You, you allow your pick son a cow to... out to <laughs> a lineup of three animals consisting of a cow, a horse or a duck. You've never been kicked by a cow. You've never touched a cow? Now, zip it. I have. Whatever. I have. OK. I have. Evidently Noah's been kicked by a cow. Well, you don't know his life? I do, actually, I yeah. do. So there's that.
2: Let's get this dinner party started.
1: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
0: Noah, two, four, one, kids. Two, four, <laughs> one, kids. Yeah, he already knows that number.
3: Uh, so anyway, in knows. 1904, at the age of 18, Grace uh, moved to nearby Cortland. To live with her married sister Ada. Ada? Ada. Ada again. Ada. And to work in the new Gillette Skirt Factory. Wonder what they do in a skirt factory, Colonel.
4: Probably make skirts. Well, Timmy. No, it's uh it's it's pretty much like where we work. There's work to be done, and you avoid it. You skirt the work to me. Oh. It's a skirt. They teach you how to... I mean, the devil's got a PhD in skirting. Um, Good Lord. It's where there's tasks to be done, and you avoid it. Uh, I you see. skirt. It, I thought it was like women's see. skirts or something. So no, the, no, no. That's a misconception. Popular if it was
3: skirt. a skirt factory, then the QA person would be look, uh, would look up skirts, right? All day.
4: Exactly. mm
3: Anyway, um, when she worked at this factory, Grace's uh, goal was to earn some money to send home to help pay off her, help her family pay off debts. So she was a good person. Brandy, I know that you could not relate to any of that, but that was Grace.
4: This next guy coming up here is interesting because... Uh, as I said, I had the four boys or the three boys, and I've always regretted not naming one of them Chester. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Chester is going to rhyme
3: with molester, and then there's that whole thing going. On. I know, yeah, I know.
4: It's, it's not a great name, but I, I always wanted to saddle the boys. With I was listening names to it. like Chester <laughs> and Elmer, and Horace, I was listening you know. to an uh, interview with uh,
3: Amy Schumer, and she named her kid she just had a kid apparently like last year and she named her, kid. her kid's first name was gene and um she named a she gave uh, she gave him a, the middle name of a comic that she liked a guy named attel and no she said it was up. like since <laughs> she up. was like <laughs> Three months into this kid's life before she realized the kid's name with genital.
5: <laughs>
3: that's
4: a good one. Be careful, be careful with all I'm saying you yeah, 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 you gotta be careful with the name Ada too. you don't wanna be you don't wanna be Louise and Thomas Dick and name your daughter Ada. <laughs>
0: Oh my
4: Who's God! That? Oh, that's Ada Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: You, if your last name is Dick, you really, you really have to be. I mean, you like, really,
4: yeah, you can't name your daughter Anita. No, no. no. You just.
3: You got to be careful. Got to be careful. Remember that. Remember that episode we did on the woman when her <laughs> her last name Dick, Evelyn Dick. Remember Evelyn, Evelyn Dick? Dick. Evelyn Dick. <laughs> yeah. We said her. Her father was a dick. Her mother was a dick. Entire her family. brothers were dicks. Yeah, her dicks. Chester Gillette was born in Montana, Brandy, on August the 9th, 1883. Chester spent part of his childhood in Spokane, Washington, Colonel. Have you ever been to Spokane, Colonel?
4: Oh, I've been there, Timmy. I've been there
3: you tell me once that you went to, uh, you, did, you worked some in Washington State for a while?
4: Vancouver, Washington, Timmy. Vancouver. I worked in Vancouver, Washington. Are you the Green River Killer? And they are much better off for it, Timmy. They're much better for it. Well, Chester's
3: parents were financially comfortable, Brandy. Yes. He had the money. Uh, But the family lost everything during the Great Spokane Fire in 1889, Mm. which we probably should do a podcast on at some point because it's an interesting story. But anyway, when Chester was six years old, uh, the Great Spokane Fire occurred, and the fire destroyed much of downtown Spokane and resulted in thousands of people losing their homes including Chester's family of course this was before you know people had homeowners insurance so they they basically lost everything um now Chester's family his parents were deeply religious brandy i know you know nothing of that that's foreign to you but Do you relate really,
0: you don't know if my you, family
3: and you is,
4: revile those people my
0: family could be deeply religious
4: yeah well they if You know, there's two things. If they're deeply religious, devil, you know what else they are? Deeply ashamed. Well, deeply I don't think ashamed. they have to be well, deeply ahead. religious for that. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, his parents,
3: Chester's parents, were deep, uh, deeply religious. And they saw that the great the fire, the great Spokane fire. They took it as a sign that the days, uh, it was the end of days, were near. And they... Uh, denounced material wealth uh, and joined
0: the Salvation Army. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? Was she a, was he a lieutenant in the Salvation Army? I don't know how that
3: works, because it's like a real army, right? I mean, they don't fight wars or anything, but they're, I mean, they have like a structure like the army, right? There's lieutenants and captains and I have no idea. I think so. Uh, have uh, I believe so? Billy. It's the
4: it's the privates who get stuck out in the cold outside the grocery store, ringing that bell Christmas time. Yeah, but then if you move, so up, you don't ever see right. a lieutenant in the Salvation Army doing that. Never. That's just not something that happens. It's below their below that rank, really.
5: Uh-huh.
4: And actually, um, you know, the Salvation Army. What people don't really know is they were the second squad going in on d-day timmy
0: i did not oh my know God. that really so they, had they, had, their, they, had they had their little bells, bells. <laughs> yeah they couldn't <laughs> they gave away their position because they had their kettles and bells can we move yeah, forward here well bells.
3: i mean when you're yeah. storming a beach you know dragging that uh kettle along i mean that's that's awkward brandy yeah it's it not is. easy
4: it's not easy
3: anyway Winchester's chester's family traveled around the united states I mean, really? Why have a, I mean, an army pr- pretty much is basically to fight wars, right? So I don't know why they would call themselves a Salvation Army. But,
0: it doesn't but, matter. Yeah. Well,
3: anyway, Chester. Fent- I had
4: to, in in nineteen, I, I believe it was in nineteen nope. seventy nine, maybe that the Salvation Army had a big. Uh, Had a couple skirmishes with the Kiss Army, Timmy. (laughs) I did (laughs) not know that. It was not pretty. Yeah, it was not pretty. I bet. You know what? They
3: should have a. They should uh, send them uh, to handle unrest. When that? What's that? West? What's that? Church that always protests at funerals. Oh, Westboro Baptist. Yeah. see, that's that would be cool if they sent the Salvation Army in to deal with those people. That would be really
4: cool. Wow. Well, you know, I think they should send them to, like, Syria. Because, you know, <laughs> a lot of those terrorist groups or whatever, you know how it is. You know, you don't make eye contact. You try to make yourself invisible when they're ringing the bell. That would be a lot less trouble. You put so a Salvation you, so Army think person they should take on, on, on every ISIS. corner. Salvation
3: versus ISIS. But not take
4: ISIS. them on. I just think it would shut them down. You know, how it makes people just go around. Everybody would be. You put a Salvation Army collector on every corner in Syria, Timmy. And you ain't going to have no problems there.
3: But I mean, really, isn't because, isn't Salvation Army and ISIS kind of basically the
4: same thing? They basically are. They they basically shame you into giving you giving them money. <laughs> oh.
3: Brandy, I wish you wouldn't talk bad I, about people. You but...
4: know what I like is when you go up and you dig in your pocket for change. A woman's ringing a bell, and you you know you got twenty eight cents in change, and you throw it in the kettle there. And the woman starts ringing a bell harder, like "God damn it, get in your wallet! Come on, God damn it!" Put in in some, put some paper in here. Yeah, yeah, put something in there that don't make no noise when it lands.
3: So anyway, Chester aggressive uh, people. Chester's family traveled around the United States on the West Coast uh, and Hawaii during his adolescence. But Chester, uh, despite his family's fervent religious beliefs, Chester never really took to the religious aspects of his upbringing. In fact, uh, Chester dreamed of be, uh, becoming a captain of industry like his successful uncle, Brandy. Your thoughts on that?
0: Uh, okay.
3: Who was his uncle? Well, I'm going to get to that in just a minute. Far from endowing uh, <laughs> OK.
4: Chester was in doubt.
3: Chester was not in doubt. Uh, Far from endowing uh, Chester with a sense of higher vocation. Uh, the experience of uh, going around the country and uh, helping others left a distaste in his mouth uh, for good works. Uh, so he didn't really care for helping people, Brandy. Well, who do, who among us?
4: Right. Yeah, yeah. That's as, where you and Chester relate. That's as where Chester, as Chester, we talk would, about intersectionality. That's where her and Ch- Good Time Chester
0: relate. <laughs> as good my, time uh, Chester,
3: as, as Chester would say, "Have a good time as uh, as has a, have a good time as you can, Brandy." Among his uh-huh. friends, the handsome young man with the devilish smile became known as Good Time Chester. You used to call me Good Time Timmy on the podcast. They, a they didn't, but go they ahead. They used
0: to Good
4: Time Timmy. Some got to win, some got to lose. Good Time Timmy got the blues. That's oh, lovely. God. Remember that one, Timmy? I do, Colonel. That was that was that was good. That's Harry
3: Nelson. Mm. Well, it's lovely, lovely song. Chester attended Oberlin College prep school here in Ohio, the great state of Ohio, so, uh, wow. on the generosity of—well, actually, I'm in Kentucky, but in your great state of Ohio. Um, he attended Oberlin and yes. on, on the generosity of his uncle, uh, but um, he left after two years in 1903 because he was bored. And Chester was eager to
0: climb the corporate ladder, Brandy. And who needs education for that? So, Quick at,
4: factoid, Timmy.
0: Yes. Quick factoid. Oh, you good. know
4: our good friend who is, is uh, God rest his soul, Todd Portune. Yes. Our county commissioner who passed away. Lovely guy. He is in the Oberlin College uh, Sports Hall of Fame. Really? Yes, he is. What sport did he, he play? A, he was an out. Uh, he was a baseball player, and he ran track, to me.
3: Nice. Top platoon yeah. as a county commissioner here in Cincinnati, Hamilton County.
4: He was a good guy. Passed away a couple of years ago, wonderful man, and they named the county building after him. It's now the yeah. top platoon building. So. I, was I was just waiting. giving you some context, Devil. Now you know something new, Devil. When, when, when you walk into that building and say, top platoon building, I wonder what, who he was. Well, now you know, Devil.
0: I'm, he I'm aware. No, here's, here's the thing.
4: You're oh. less ignorant than when you walked on to this show, Double. I don't think that's true. So today's <laughs> a win.
0: You two, yeah, you're, you're depleting my resources here. Your brain cells? Yeah. So college, Chester got bored. At college, he yeah, decided to and climb the corporate ladder.
3: So he decided to climb the corporate ladder, and he left school, and he did odd jobs, until 1905, he worked in Chicago for a while at a uh, hotel, and uh, it was at that job that he met his uncle, who his uh, benefactor met his who, uncle. Well, his uncle was his benefactor for his college education, but but he'd never uh, met him. They had never he had never met him right. So when they met uh Wichester worked at a hotel in Chicago and he met his uncle for the first time his uncle offered him a job uh at his skirt factory in Cortland New York
0: Is this one of those things that you just don't put in the script so you can pop it out just at yeah, any it just random time make,
3: makes me more interesting as a It person. doesn't
0: though but okay
3: among the 250 employees at his uncle's plant factory was 18-year-old Grace May Brown, uh, of course, known as... What, Brandy? Who was she known as? Billy. Billy, because she liked the song will yes. Come Home, Bill Bailey.
0: We just went over that, like, yeah. I don't know, an hour ago.
3: And anyway... Um, among the 250 employees at his uncle's plant yes. was 18-year-old Grace Brown. And it wasn't long before the sl- slender, attractive brunette caught good time Chester's eye.
1: Did but, it pop out? You know,
3: out? I'm not sure if she's Did slender. Did he pull a Sandy Take a Duncan look. Take it a just look. popped out. Take a look at her photo, Brandi, and You tell me if you think she's slender. I think that's a misnomer. But,
1: I mean, I, I'm okay. not saying
3: that she's overweight or anything. It just doesn't appear slender from her photographs. But anyway, I I digress.
5: Uh-huh.
3: Exactly how... Are you looking her up? Exactly how... I am. Okay. Here. Exactly how Grace first connected uh, with her employer's handsome nephew is unclear to this day, Brandy. We just, we just don't know how they met, but maybe because they
0: worked at the same fucking factory in a small town in upstate New York. <laughs> right. She looks slender. You think so? Well, it okay. depends. Like, there's a drawing of her, and there's a photograph of her. So, so you the think photograph, she's... she looks slim. The drawing, she looks not slim. Wow. And her head looks weird. <laughs> somebody, I'd do her. She should have had somebody else do that pick, do that drawing. You know, if you're uh, if
3: you want some laughs, join the Facebook group. Um, the group on Facebook called "That's It." I'm ink shaming. They put all these terrible tattoos at people. <laughs> oh God, people are so stupid with those. Oh my God, they're so awful. Anyway, that's yeah. it. I'm ink shaming. It's a Facebook group. It's really funny. Anyway, back to the story, Brandy. Exactly how she Grace first connected with her employer's handsome young nephew, the one with the devilishy smile, Brandy. Good times, yeah. Is unclear, though legend has it the relationship began when Grace's opal ring slipped off her finger at work, and Chester happened to be walking by, and he stooped down and retrieved it for her, Brandy. He was a gentleman. So other than good time Charlie, he was also a gentleman, Brandy. But yet... We like to focus on the negative. You know, why is that, Brandy, that people have to always look at the negative and call him good time Chester? What about gentleman Chester?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Just keep it moving.
3: All right. Well, now is the interlude in which we change narrators for this podcast, and Brandy's going to talk to you about what happens next
0: in our story. Well, let's see if I can get through my two pages in under two hours. Uh, let's I, see I, I, get, I feel attacked. And when... there it is.
4: Yeah, Listen. I think that was a cheap shot at Timmy,
0: and I don't think he deserved that, devil. Thank you, How crew. about you uh, apologize? Nobody pulled your string, Charles. How about you shove it?
5: He's mm.
4: just a mean woman, you know that? You, He's just I, a uh, mean woman. Has anyone mentioned to you that you
0: may have anger issues? Brandy, I have been. I've, I don't have anger issues. I've been sent to sensitivity training as much as Chuck. Chuck and I usually go together. We carpool. <laughs>
4: we do. <laughs> but as you can
0: training, see, yes. some of us actually read the handouts and tried to follow what they said. I was valedictorian of that class. All right, let's go here. All right, so in any event, the two quickly became romantically involved. Chester paying nightly visits to Grace at her sister's house where she boarded. There they spent hours spooning in the parlor. Ah, uh, see, that's what, that what the t- kids, oh, are kids are
3: that's calling it. That's how at? women get their clutches in you. That's how they get you. They used to call it
4: parloring and chill, is what they used to call it. <laughs> I
3: don't when know. That they when they, they start that spooning stuff and then they just rub their little butts against you, colonel, and then before you know it, you know, you got know a mortgage, over you got a mortgage, house. and you got
0: four kids. I, That's how it happens. I don't know pretty. what happened there. All right. So, uh, so they're spooning in the parlor, and by the summer of 1905, after fending off Chester's increasingly uh, ridiculous advances for as long as she was able, Grace became his lover. Uh, but, uh-uh.
4: Oh. Yeah. So there was parloring and chilling, yeah. and, and she she, she, she decided love.
3: to finally spread her legs, Colonel. That's 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 it. That's when <laughs> they, that's when you they know, get and you. And
4: you know, Chester was at a disadvantage because that's back before Chester could learn
0: how to make love to a well, woman, devil. But he Good was time, Chester is a friggin' dick. So let's talk about that. You think he, he like, he had one
3: of those little mustaches that curled, and he just, like, you know played he with it?
0: You know he did. But it grew in patchy, and so he would use shit to, like, try and color it in. Because he is that much of a douche canoe that this is what he did. That's exactly what he did. I think it's her fault for spooning, because that she was... She
3: was trying to get in his wallet. Whenever they spoon, Colonel, when they let them rub their
0: butt up against you. Oh yes, we oh, heard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just right. warning our male listeners. Yes, I out know, there. and you seem increasingly bitter about that. So se- why don't you <laughs> well, settle down? It really down?
4: depends on if you're a big spoon or a little spoon. You know, if you're a little spoon, you got to watch it. Yeah.
0: Timmy's always the little spoon. Timmy's a little spoon. That's why
4: right. they're trying to pickpocket you.
3: Mm. You, no end up at, you end up in 45 living in a, a studio apartment. Your whole paycheck in t- goes in to Tijuana. pay for your child support. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm, not, I,
0: I'm not bitter, Brandy. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I see that. No sooner had they consummated their relationship than Chester, who had previously professed his undying devotion, turned his attentions elsewhere.
3: Oh Dog. that was like that uh meatloaf song. Uh which one? Blinded by the dashboard light or whatever it was.
0: Paradise, Paradise by the dashboard
4: light.
5: Yes. Perfect. Paradise yeah.
0: by or, the dashboard light. Or blinded yeah. by the dashboard light, which is a bigger <laughs> problem. I like it. Alright, so so Chester, as soon as he, you know, gets the milk for free, goes out looking for another Man. cow. So, basically, you're calling her a cow, Brandy. And we... No wonder women have
3: image issues because people like you, Brandy, are... Yeah. Let's go easy using on that. Using terms that, no? like
0: inappropriate. Yeah. Careful. Careful. Uh, continue, Brandy. Uh, his charm and polished manners to say nothing of his status as Noah Gillette's nephew... Oh, that was his had uncle. ...had won him... Noah there's his name, had won him admission to a glittering circle of young people from the upper stratum of Cortland Society. What oh, I bet Who him and his buddies would about have... about Cortland Society? I
3: bet him and his buddies would uh, drink brandy and uh, sit around and
4: First talk about all,
0: politics.
4: With their little pinkies up, with their yeah. pinkies in there. Yeah.
0: But who cares about Cortland society? There yeah, was like, people, you know, people 50 in people in apparently. the town. Well, apparently. So he set his sight on another woman who, with the right connections, could help him move up the social ladder. So Chester right. soon began leading a double life. Fucking jack wagon. Though he still visited Grace regularly as a booty call, his leisure hours were increasingly spent with his new friends, bicycling, playing tennis, and attending their dances and formal dress parties. I'm guessing he didn't take grace to any of those events.: Yes. however, satisfying this existence was as, however, set, sa- are you goddamn kidding me? You have a clown car in your living room? I, I don't. I have a dog who what's oh, your dog stand. That's, uh, What's your dog's name?: Lucy. Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Yeah, no, everything in my house is fucking working my goddamn nerve right now. What? Well, that's stupid. All right. So, Grace grew tired of his bullshit. Especially when, in the spring of 1906, she discovered that she was pregnant. Uh-oh. So, in mid-June, Grace moved back into her parents' home in South Otslek. Otslek where she spent the next few weeks weeks writing desperate letters to Chester. Terrified that her life would be ruined once her condition became obvious, she begged him to make her his lawful wife. Yeah, this wasn't oh, a very enlightened time in our history. No, make I know. A, make me an honest woman, Chester. Yeah, yeah oh, I Chester, she pleaded. Please come and take me away. I'm so frightened, dear. Despite his declarations of love, however, Chester, who is a world class dick, seemed in no rush to settle down. In Grace's absence, I mean in fairness, in fairness, Brandy, he was good time Chester. Well he was, Mm -hmm. that's true. In Grace's absence, he had happily pursued other women, including a well to do beauty named Harriet Benedict, daughter of a prominent Cortland attorney. Oh.
3: So Harriet has the Harriet has the right connections.
0: Yes, well, Chester's a dick. So, despite his declarations of love, Chester seemed in no rush to settle down, and in Grace's absence, he happily pursued other women, including Harriet Benedict, and when Grace got wind of his dalliances, she threatened she threatened to expose him. As a heartless seducer, well,
3: there's nothing if, her, if you're a, if you're a guy, Brandy, the last thing you want to happen is to
0: be exposed as a heartless seducer. I would guess so if her life was ruined, she wrote, his would be too. Her warning seemed to work in early July. Chester invited her to join him on the Adirondac, on an Adirondacks vacation, a trip that would culminate in their wedding. Or so Grace assumed. Yeah. He's <sighs> stepping up. Maybe he's stepping yeah. up, Randy. He's, you know he's not. Now stop it. <laughs> stop it. On the brilliantly sunny morning of July eleventh, nineteen 1906, the couple arrived at the Glenmore Inn, a picturesque hotel on the shore of Big Moose Lake in Herk, Herkmer, Herkimer County. The couple checked into the hotel as... Carl Graham and Grace Brown. Police later stated that Chester in under an assumed name, Carl Graham, to match his monogrammed luggage.
3: Yeah, you know, this is a, a warning to young idiot. ladies. If you check in a hotel and your guy uses a uh pseudonym, it's probably not gonna it's probably not gonna be, you know, a good thing.
0: Probably not. You should like, like if he if you yet.
3: sign in a hotel and your boyfriend signs in as John
0: Q. Public
2: Colonel, it's yeah. it's,
0: it's probably not a good thing. Yeah, Dave does that sometimes only because he doesn't want to be seen with me. Uh, let's see. Okay, so Chester carried his suitcase and tennis racket and escorted Grace down to the water where they rented a rowboat for the day. No, oh, why sounds like a is he taking lovely his day suitcase so down to a rowboat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Robert Morrison rented out two rowboats on Big Moose Lake. On the morning of july eleventh, Morrison rented a rowboat to Chester. Okay. Vacationers saw Chester and Grace boating and even going on shore for a picnic earlier in the day. When the sun set over Big Moose Lake, Chester and Grace, excuse me, did not return the boat. Ew. Initially. Robert Morrison, assumed the couple misjudged the size of the lake and ended up at another resort. But when they didn't come back on the second day, he formed a search party. The party As, I the mean, that's, that seems like a reasonable step to take at that point. The party searched the lake by steamboat and eventually found the little rowboat overturned. A young boy oh, no. noticed a, partic- a that's peculiar... A, that's, that's ominous. Yeah, so that is. is ominous. Yeah. A young boy noticed a peculiar mass at the bottom of the lake and brought it to the attention of the crew. Searchers pulled up what they believed was garbage to find it was the body of a woman. They immediately called the authorities. Well, that seems like an appropriate step after you pull a body, body out of the lake. Well, and police responded right away, and a short investigation revealed the couple to be guests at the Glenmore, registered as Carl Graham of Albany and Grace Brown, of South Otslick. Searchers dragged the lake under the assumption that a dead man was in it, but turned up nothing.
1: Upon yeah.
0: informing, yeah, upon informing the Brown family, well, they were looking for him with a steamboat, so I mean, they, you know, I, nothing, nothing says stealthy and undercover and kind of like not making a lot of waves on the fucking, you know, lake, like trolling around on a steamboat. Well, fuck I don't sake, mean, you know, well, you, you you know,
3: that's what they had. You you you, you play the the, the hand at you know
4: your dealt. Well, right, Colonel. i I wouldn't have looked. I wouldn't have used a steamboat. I mean, I think I would have done something a little more <laughs> subtle.
0: You know, maybe I a, like to a take canoe. I like to take the saying. ocean liner. <laughs> right. Why did not they take a fan boat out there? That doesn't make or maybe like one of those little paddle boats. You know, where you just paddle? Oh, where you sit and pedal? Yeah, yeah. Um, upon informing the Brown family, authorities learned that Grace had not spent time with anyone named Carl Graham. <laughs> Duh, she did, however, associate with Chester Gillette. Good time, Chester. And a search for the dipshit ensued.
3: Well, let me say this as a no. as a as a murder m- murder goes. This wasn't, I don't think this was, I mean, other than using an alias that matched his luggage, I, I'm getting a feeling that
0: uh, Chester didn't really put a lot of thought. Well, I mean, he must, he must have thought about something because he took his luggage on a canoe. <laughs> and his tennis racket. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I, whatever, idiot, idiot. Good time um, Chester, men, they call him. Yeah, good, good time, time Chester was a fucking moron. Who's out there taking his fucking tennis racket onto a fucking lake? Is he going to row with it? What the fuck is he trying to do? Yeah, that's Jackass. why they call him Good Time Chester. Well, and why is he taking his why is he taking his suitcase in case he needs six you know changes of clothes while he's out there? Make it wet. Two men, whatever. Two men reported encountering a strange man in the woods around the lake. He wore a suit. Well, there you go. And asked, ha- and asked him how to get to Eagle Bay a spot near Fourth Lake. Officers yeah, I mean, s- if you're out hiking and you run across someone hiking in a suit with a... If you're hiking in a suit, nothing looks suspicious about that at all, ever. The <laughs> tennis racket. Right. Right. The only thing would have been better is if he had been out there in a tux. <laughs> so I think
4: they should have looked at a... When they started to search, Just they should have seen if she was tied to the tra- railroad tracks, devil. <laughs> When
0: no.
3: you think, I, I, I yeah. agree because he, you know, I can see him like uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, Stanley Whiplash or what? Snidely. 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 Oh. Yeah, out there just twirling his his uh, mustache. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. So officers, you know, that's Stanley pretty Whiplash. fucked. up.
3: I mean, that is pretty fucked up when you think about kids' cartoons that they're laying a woman out on the. Oh, Real, a, a train track.
0: Dudley always came along and got
3: it. I, I know, and he's you know he has his little dimple in the chin and all that. But what what would happen if he was you know like he was constipated or he had diarrhea or something? He's late. What? Well, I why mean- is that the reason he's late? <laughs>
0: I just say why are either why would you come up with either one of those reasons for him to be like maybe he, he got he, lost
4: he had a maybe bowel you know, back, was, in the, back in the day they had lots of intestinal
0: problems
5: well, yeah yeah by i, just, I mean know, maybe
0: historical fact here devil uh, maybe Thomas he was Jefferson, trying maybe he was trying to shave his butt chin and didn't get there in time why does it have to be he was constipated or he had well, diarrhea well
3: brandy maybe one of those maybe he had ibs i mean it's
4: do you know john jefferson had chronic diarrhea couldn't couldn't had had a cartoon character diarrhea shut up could have been as well <laughs> cartoon, cartoon characters can get diarrhea. irritable bowel syndrome
3: too i mean it's not limited right. to humans okay so, but officers. you know, it would have been.
0: Okay, it, imagine
3: how graphic it would have been if that train ran over
0: the little woman on the train. You know, on but the it it track. didn't because it's a cartoon, and it didn't. I'm just saying, it's right really du fucked du Wright, up. Dudley Do du Right saved then. her, and you and I can't stress movie, this enough. Who gives a fuck right now? We're not in any way talking about Jezebel or whatever that bitch's name was that they laid out on the track all the time. Sell the fuck down. We're talking about good time Chester Whiplash here All right. hiking through the woods in a tux. <laughs> so let's settle down. All right. All right. So they took the same wooded path and they found Chester at Arrowhead Hotel where he had spent the night socializing, laughing, and even bragging about a drowning stupid fucker back at Biz- Big Moose Lake that was not yet reported. Well, I guess he, he is figured. out no a would. sack of hammers.
3: <laughs> no one would question it.
0: Yeah, no. In the morning, District Attorney Ward, accompanied by Sh- Undersheriff Austin Clock, approached Chester as he sat on the veranda with Dorothy, Rose, Blanche, and <laughs> Ma. Uh, I wouldn't take any job that had under.
3: I know, no. right? Under yeah. Deputy it's,
4: Sheriff maybe under sheriff, it sounds like you're possibly an alternative lifestyle couple and you are
3: <laughs> You think your your job is to like give blowjobs or you something? You are the low <laughs> one
0: on the power dynamic. Yes. So they find Chester on the veranda with the Golden Girls and Clark laid a hand on Chester's shoulder. Have you noticed in the papers that Billy Brown has drowned on Big Moose? asked the under sheriff. No, is that so? Chester was trembling because he's an idiot and he should be <laughs> trembling.
3: Well he, yes, he, he's Clark. obviously given this some thought. How's he how he's gonna react? What <laughs> do I
0: what am I gonna say? What's gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Clock said in a low and ominous tone, and you're under arrest for murder. Dun, dun, dun. Doctors Yeah, exactly. Doctors, including Quincy MD conducted a post-mortem examination on Grace's body. They learned that she was around four months pregnant and that she was alive when her body entered the water. Well, I'm glad they didn't didn't do a pre-mortem exam. No, they did not. They didn't. Uh, Before she took her last breath, Grace suffered a beating that caused terrible bruising on her face and resulted in her death. This was no drowning. Chester was asked to give a poli- give police a statement, and he gave them finger guns and said, maybe she just partied too hard. That's what <laughs> well, Chester did. <laughs> I can do it. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Sure, sure, sure. This I can't stress this enough as I read the next sentence, that Chester is fucking stupid. Okay? So keep that in mind. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. so when he's giving police a statement he readily admits that he was with grace when she died and initially he said that she was despondent over the pregnancy and beat herself around the head and neck until she died and committed suicide by oh. beating herself well, because that's what yeah. people do
3: <laughs> well i mean it's it, you know it's probably you know it's not one of the more Uh, popular ways to commit suicide but sometimes people do uh, suicide by tennis racket it's it's
0: well question of commitment i mean well he he
3: he was cooperating i mean i think that's the important
0: uh oh sure that's the important thing (laughs) uh when confronted with the fact that grace died with from a beating to the face and head oh chester told a different story In the second story, Chester claims he stood up on the boat to reach his hat. What the fuck, Chester? When he did, the boat capsized, beating her around the face and neck, and threw them both into the lake.
3: Wonder where his hat was at that he had to reach up to get his hat.
0: Fuck
1: you! You think he
3: had a hat rack in that in that canoe?
0: I don't know. I mean, was it like was it hanging off a tree? was it what like what was what was happening and again Chester when the canoe tipped over did it beat her around the head and face i mean like what exactly happened there sounds Chester? like you beat her with
4: the canoe well,
0: well you, know, mean, you know
3: uh you know uh truth is stranger than fiction brandy
0: oh i know usually but uh anyway so Charles, would you like to bring us home? No, oh, so you to can speak?
4: continue. You've got me okay, fast. Okay then.
0: Though. All right. <clears throat> Chester, being the stand-up guy that he is, did not attempt to help Grace. He was afraid that she would panic and drag him under as well. Well, I mean that's a he fair, shouted. That's a fair <laughs> sure. fair position. It's a legitimate yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, so. he sh- he shouted at her to grab a hold of the boat, and when she did, it turned over again. And Grace went under and never resurfaced, beating her around the face and head. That damn boat. Fuck, it could have been, you know what? It could have been the steamboat that ran over her And as they were looking for her. That's what I was thinking. She got cur- caught up in those little wheelie paddles and blum, yeah. blum, blum, Yeah. Uh, but, okay. So, this idiot. Investigation. And these cops, let me tell you, are fucking, they're just fucking Top on the game Top right notch. here. Top notch. This might have been the FBI. I can't even tell the difference. <laughs> Investigators immediately saw holes in Chester's story. What? Get out. I, well, they were driving their trucks through them. They First, are, firstly,
3: they question, they they're questioning Good Time Chester's
4: story.
0: I know he gave him finger guns and everything. Yeah.
4: Ironclad first, alibi.
0: Yeah. First of all, walking through the woods playing tennis. I, I mean, in his. Tux. I mean,
3: really, there's there's no
0: uh,
3: there's nothing more ironclad than saying you were there when she died.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. what are they going to say? No, you wasn't. I mean, well, so first of all, the other hotel guest who saw the couple said that Chester was being a dick to Grace during their stay, although they could not hear the topic of discussion. Chester also paced the halls nervously before the boat ride. Well, that's Chester's clothing. Chester's clothing and his fucking luggage, which he claimed to have retrieved from the water, were completely dry. Because yeah. he took his luggage as That's one shady. does huh. on a canoe on a canoe he took luggage took his samsonite on a fucking Wait, canoe. he didn't know how
4: far he was gonna row in fairness he might have been oh my far god distance.
3: yeah maybe chester's, they were trying to go right out to you know lake champlain right out to the atlantic and maybe all the way
0: over to the you know the uk well, you know, you don't know chester's version of events didn't explain why he took such an unusual path to Arrowhead Inlet. Or, most importantly, why didn't he bother to report the incident to anyone? Or, second most importantly, how the fuck did you die, could she die, from, you know, blunt force trauma to the head and face from a fucking canoe? But that's okay. They're on their shit. I I, I got a quick question for you, Devil. Is, is, Is that your son right there in the general vicinity,
4: why are you using such vile language? Fuck off, Chuck! You're gonna now when he starts saying those words to you, you're gonna say, "Don't talk like
0: that to your mother." Well, he if he does that, he won't have teeth to talk to me like that anymore. <laughs> so just settle down. I'm just, just saying. I know. Thank you for the per, the parenting advice. There, Lead
3: by example, Susan Randy. Smith.
0: Settle down. <laughs> Lead by example, devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chester's sensational trial began on November 12, 1906, in Herkimer, New York, before Justice Irving R. Devendorf. You run with scissors
4: across the living room in front of the boy?
0: All the time. Usually I'm chasing him. The prosecution proposed a theory that Grace's pregnancy and insistence upon marriage drove Chester to murder her. Seems solid. That, seems a, but reach. Without a that confession. seems a bit of a
3: reach
4: to me, Colonel. Well, but without yeah, a confession. It ain't like she had to remote and wouldn't give it up. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Exactly. I mean that's yeah. kind of that's a legitimate defense.
3: I mean she could I mean maybe it wasn't uh good time Chester's uh, baby, you don't know.
5: Yeah.
4: So
3: they you didn't know, have Chester a confession. Uh, oh my god.
4: Chester was not such a good time guy. <laughs> Well, clearly. <laughs> I mean if going out and getting beat with a canoe is the you know, idea of a good time, but <sighs> no. I'm just saying it doesn't seem like to me, you know, and, and I'm you know, call me call me old and dull, but it doesn't seem like a good time getting beat with a canoe.
3: I call you. Maybe old he was and dull into that though. You know, maybe he was into being beaten by <laughs> what? Factory workers. Okay. Hey, if if you were like a, a dom colonel and you had subs, wouldn't you like have them write you checks all the time and give you money and stuff? I would. Yeah,
4: cook for me, do my laundry, fold my laundry. I don't mind doing laundry. I don't
0: like folding laundry. Fold okay. my laundry, paint my house. Because you don't have to take it to the creek and beat it against a rock. You put it in the fucking machine and you push a goddamn button, and you all think that you've done something. Oh look, I did two loads of laundry today. Who gives a fuck? Did you dry them? Did you fold them? Did you put them away? No, you haven't done shit. So settle the did fuck down. Mm-mm. Now. Harsh, you know, yes. s- you're, you're very
3: angry. You're a very angry person, Brandy. I Have you I have you had any counseling? Have you and Dave went to like couples counseling and uh, for the what?
0: therapist tell you that you're wrong? For what? No. No, no, no. 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 Well, I pay the counselor. I, she will not tell me I'm wrong. just saying that you seem to have a lot of hostility toward men.
3: There no, does seem to be a two. lot of
4: hostility. And, and not even just towards men, just toward... No, it's toward, it's
0: toward you two. The universe. Uh, uh, yeah, men,
3: women, children,
5: pets. Oh, okay. Dogs, puppies, mm. puppies. Fish. All right,
0: so... But without a confession or a witness... District Attorney Ward needed to gather as much circumstantial evidence, and there was certainly no shortage of that. Other hotel guests you saw the couple said that Chester, again, was being a dick to Grace during their stay, although they couldn't really hear him because they're really evidently not good at dipping in on people's conversations. Chester, again, also paced the halls nervously. Ward wondered, Why would an innocent man check into a hotel under an alias? Grace should have wondered that, too. When Chester rented the rowboat... Maybe he had multiple personalities. Maybe it's a disorder. You ever think of that? I don't... know. I didn't. Because I didn't write the fucking story, so I didn't think of that. When Chester rented the rowboat, he took his tennis racket with him, which was in his possession when he was arrested. He even hung on to the murder weapon... Are you fucking kidding me well, with Well,
3: maybe Angie maybe was at a tennis
0: racket. I mean, a tennis It's probably match. like dripping blood, hair hanging off of it, and he's well, just out there playing tennis with it because he's an idiot. No sense getting rid of a nice tennis
3: racket.
5: <laughs>
0: Those things are expensive. Well, it was most likely, uh, according to the coroner, it was most likely the murder weapon.
4: I would think you'd have to get it restrung
0: after. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, if he was rowing with it, maybe he needs to, you know, next time bring his ping-pong paddle and row with it. Uh, District Attorney Ward...
3: Yeah, if he used a ping-pong paddle, it would probably take him a lot longer to kill her, I would
0: imagine. Well, because you don't get the wind speed? Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, Yeah. You you have to use a lot more force. Uh Uh-huh.
0: So, District Attorney Ward... Presented Grace's fetus as evidence. Worried that the defense might deny the pregnancy. See, the now, they bring the, – yeah, they, what
3: do they – how do they do – I mean, do they have the fetus, like, hanging upside down? Or I mean, how do they bring that I bet it was in court?
0: a jar. I bet oh, it was in a jar.
3: Like uh, – like uh, what's-his-name's penis? Um, sure. Uh, you know, the monk. What's his name,
4: Colonel. Rasputin.
3: Rasputin.
0: Me. Yeah, yeah. His penis is right. in the jar. Mine was bigger. Still well, is. So, so the courtroom was aghast, and Chester's lawyer. Well, yeah, Esther they're Charles bringing D in the f- Thomas, fetus, holding it up by his feet or something. Well, this is what's messed up. So he promised that Grace's condition <laughs> would not be disputed during because or sorry would not be disputed because her pregnancy had no bearing on the case. I think you're off base there, guy. Well, I mean, if you remember, he said...
3: Uh, Chester said that she was distraught because of the pregnancy. So he wasn't disputing the pregnancy. So it was just... I mean, I think it was unprofessional for the prosecutor to bring in the fetus by holding
0: it up by its feet to the courtroom. Well, this guy is really fucking stupid. So the defense... "...put forth the scenario that Grace was so distraught that she ended her life. Gillette, this dumb bastard, testified under oath that Grace jumped in while he sat at one end of the rowboat and it caused it to capsize. Mr. Thomas had each of Grace's love letters to Chester and he read them aloud. Instead of finding Grace suicidal, the court empathized with her condition." Jurors, lawyers from both sides, and Grace's family cried through the readings. Even Chester shed a tear as he listened. Fuck you, Chester. Poor,
4: Chester. Poor Chester. In the end,
0: the jury believed the story put together by the prosecution. Chester enticed Grace into the boat with his luggage and the tennis racket with promises of a romantic day with the tennis racket. He brought with him a suitcase and a tennis racket, which is not being disputed. Uh, When Chester found a private place out of earshot of other vacationers, he brought Grace ashore. Chester beat Grace with the tennis racket, ultimately killing her. He then dumped her body into Big Moose Lake and made his escape through the rugged, wooded trail to Arrowhead Lodge. He arrived there bone dry, suitcase and tennis racket in hand. The murder of Grace Brown was brutal and thoroughly premeditated. After four hours of deliberation, the jury found Chester Gillette guilty of first-degree murder. Justice Devendorf sentenced him to death by, electrocu- by electrocution. Chester Gillette was executed on March 30th, 1908, in Auburn Correctional Facility by electrocution. The story became the basis of Theodore Dreisler's novel, An American Tragedy, and the award-winning 1951 film, a Place in the Sun starring Elizabeth Taylor and Montgomery Clift. All right. Thank so, you very much. What a so, dumbass.
3: So, yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if I put in here because I mean, I, you know, I try to write, tie, tie all the ends up before, but,
4: tie uh, up the loose ends Timmy.
3: Yeah. The one point that I'd want to make is that when they left the hotel, uh, they didn't pay the bill. Did I mention, did we mention that?
0: No. So shit, right there.
3: So they they uh left the hotel without settling up. And I don't know if the hotel ever got their got their uh, money.
0: Well I mean they're both dead now, so I guess it really doesn't matter.
4: Yeah, it seems that uh that the hotel was a innocent victim in all this. Well, exactly. Milwaukee. Shenanigans. Uh Brandy, what's oh, your
3: final thoughts of Grace Brown and the death
0: on Big Moose Lake? I feel bad for her, but my God, she fell for a complete douchebag. What's your, your thoughts on we've all done
3: it? What's your overall impression of Good Time Chester?
0: Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. We've all dated. Here's the thing we've all dated a Chester. <laughs> <laughs> We've all dated a Chester that was just completely not great for us, complete douchebag, whatever. We've all done it. So I mean, you know, I feel bad for her.
3: Colonel, what's your final thoughts for... on death at Big
4: Moose Lake? You know, um I I you know, Chester could have just I don't agree with what Chester did, Timmy. I, I, I can't say that I really... You you, you, well, you that's, can't justify That's nice.
0: That's no, nice. I can't.
4: It's not something that I would ever uh, say that is the right thing to do. You know, he, he got to grow in the family way. He didn't have to marry her, but he didn't have to beat her with a canoe either. You know? I mean, it's just... Well, he beat her with a tennis racket. And, and he's named Good Time Chester. So you go out to a lake and you got a canoe, you got a lunch, you know, a picnic bag. you got it, luggage. you, you got stuff. Maybe you, you're going to have a good time, right? Right. But Chester right was no name. Good Time Chester, Timmy. He was no he Good was Time not. Chester. All right. And he was just, I just don't think that, you know, he, he should be able to keep that name. I, I think it should be erased, really, from history so you're you're
3: you know we don't uh this is in this po- on this podcast we do not condone uh first degree murder brandy you you know that correct I just want to say that that if you uh if you look for you, you liked our podcast you like listening to it we appreciate it if you leave us a review but don't come here if you're looking for us to justify. First degree murder because we're opposed no. we're opposed to it. We take yeah. we take a, yes. we have taken we're, a moral stand against we have taken a stance on that premeditated murder. Right. We would like to thank all the wonderful people who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to Patreon.com slash history That's Patreon.com slash history all one word where you can uh, give a little, you can give a lot, or, Colonel? Or just a tip, Timmy, just it, a wee little bit. The Colonel is going to read the names of some really wonderful people who support us on Patreon, and we thank you. I am.
4: Goddamn right I am. Let me see. Let's start here with, uh, let's see, Aaron Konkermola, Timmy. What do you think about him?
3: I think Shelby, a, that's think a, a new one. Katie Gunkel. We love our Louisa new supporters.
4: Downs, uh, Tessie Poor, Kate Byer, Karen Alden, Gina Green, Danielle Townsend, Marianne Wright, Adam McWaters, Elaine Baker, Alexandra Allen Cox, Ali, Alicia Mincy. The already gone podcast, Timmy. Uh, Amanda lovely, Christine. Uh, Nina. Lovely Nina. Yes. She uh, classes up the place here. Amber Anderson, Amber Scoville, Anna Gerline, Andrea Odell, Andrew Fraser, Angelo Santos, Angelo Villafane, Anna Garrett, Annette Petray, Anon, Becky Traynor, Ben Dobrovich, Brandy McBride. Callie Jones, the Bloody Murder Podcast, Timmy. Callie Christine Jones, Williams, Callie, we need to.
3: True, true, true. Have you heard from Callie lately? Callie, if you're listening, um, reach out to
4: us. Yeah. Have you heard from Say her? Say hi. I haven't heard from her. I haven't. She posts on Twitter every now and again. Oh, does she? Okay. Um, Yeah. I like Kelly. She's funny. Um, And on Instagram. So let's see. Who else we got here? Timmy, um, Christine Hauer, Cindy, Clark, and Diane, The Comeback Podcast. Diane, student, Erica Kinney, Fiona Crips, Gina Green, Jay, Cleveland Payne, who has a number of podcasts that you should check out. Jeff and Don Chestnut, Jason Dykes, Jennifer Zavoda, Jessica Greener, Karen Charette, Kimberly Stroop, Kimberly, Kimberly uh, Smith, right here in Cincinnati. Christine Malachinsky, Laura O'Reilly, Lydia Fisher, Maja, Marsha, Boris. Uh, let's see, Michelle Johns, Paula Climes, the Pleasing Terrors con- podcast, Timmy. That's a great podcast. Robert Sherard, Sherrard. Um, Context and Clarity, one of my other ones, Timmy. Yes. Um, Ron Montesario, Ruth Whitfield, Sarah Bloom. Shannon Arnold, Timmy. The lovely Shirley Strap, who I hope my song cheered her up. Stephen Potts, The Vanish Podcast. Of course, Ben at They Walk Among Us. Ben Finton. Ben and his lovely wife, Susanna. Yep. Tommy Lane is in my year. Tommy Lane, Aloha, Tommy Lane. Aloha, Tommy Lane. Aloha, Tommy Lane. Vive, Tracy Smith, Rebecca, Jen Lee, Allen. Whitney James, Bo, Lion, the Lionheart, Walters, Rudy, the Wonder Dog, and the lady who's gonna be a little bit disappointed because there's only one body, one body in this one. You know she likes a high body count, Timmy. Dottie does. Yes. But in fairness, Dottie, she got beat with a canoe. She got beat to death with a canoe. Now, when you, what podcast you gonna turn into and hear about somebody getting beat with a canoe, Timmy? This is the only one, the only single one. And did
3: you say the lovely uh, lady Beverly? Maybe you did. The right?
4: lovely lady Beverly, and of course, um, who else, Timmy? A uh, uh, favorite fake Irishman,
5: lovely Leon Le-
4: Flanagan.
3: Leanne Flanagan. I've got my shot, the lovely. So I'm hoping to see Leanne sometime this summer. So yeah, that would be
4: wonderful. They let me back in. The UK? I don't think they will, Timmy. I don't think they will. Well, I think the UK is still a little bit ticked at us. Yeah, the whole they Megan, they, they the call Megan this whole Merkel COVID
5: or
3: something else.
4: Well, they call this whole virus. You know, they're, they're calling this the New York virus, Timmy.
3: I did not know that.
4: Yeah, over in Britain, they they're unhappy about things. They they think it originated here in a in a lab down in Area Fifty Seven down in Mexico, Tim. New Mexico, Timmy. Wow. With the UFOs, well,
3: I will go and see if I can meet with uh, Queen Elizabeth and see if we can get go do up.
4: some diplomacy over there and see if you can figure out. <clears throat> I'm not really sure what Megan's mad about. I, I didn't get the seat of Oprah interview um, because I was lined up for Oprah the next day, mm-hmm. so I I, I didn't, didn't oh, get to meet him. I see. So um, I was that. supposed to go on after Megan and Harry, but they went long. and uh, so i had to come back the next day well but
3: i look forward to seeing you on see if you
4: can straighten that out to me
3: i will definitely do that thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next time on history Dweeves. bye everyone
4: have a good day
5: bye brandy